So welcome to another nightcap. Um, I'm wearing my poncho. Um, Reverend Master's here. Krista, lovely Krista's here. Um, says it looks like it would itch. No, it's actually pretty soft. Um, it's it's not like an itchy wool. It's uh, surprisingly comfortable. You know, I have um, I have a t-shirt on underneath, a sleeveless t-shirt on underneath. But uh, sometimes in the morning when I get up for work, typically my routine now in the morning is I, I get up, um, take my morning medicine, cook an oatmeal, put my coffee in the microwave, and then go sit down to do my morning meetings. Uh, a lot of times I'll just put on a pair of pajama pants or whatever. If it's cold, uh, used to you know, throw on maybe like a sweatshirt or whatever, but lately I've been just throwing on the punch. Oh, look, I'm phasing out of existence. Sometimes I just throw on the punch. And uh, I was surprised how itchy it isn't. Um, you know, and I have multiple ponchos. The other one's even softer than this one. The other one is like, uh, it's like, it's like wearing I don't want to say rabbit fur because that would be itchy, but it's so soft. It's so, so soft. It makes me into a ghost. The poncho ghost. Um, if you want to talk about people being haunted, or rather haunting uh, stories and tales, I know we have a lot of uh, fun, jokey, jokey uh, episodes on the show today's not one of them mm, i'm gonna warn you right now up front both for those of you watching this live and for those of you who might be listening to a podcast this is an extremely graphic disturbing troubling uh thing i'm about to read definitely don't let your kids listen to it um, there's some instances of torture and sexual abuse. It's awful. It's awful. <clears throat> and the reason why it came up was because one of the people involved, if I recall, had sort of recently been, I don't know if they were released from prison or made some statement from prison, and like people often do on social media, it was basically begging for, you know, they were trying to like victim blame slash be like, oh, you know, don't you make mistakes when you're younger too? He, I, you know, let bygones be bygones. When you hear this story, you're going to go, yeah, no, no, I don't think so. And take a pass on that. Here's a cheers to all the rest of you out there. Sort of a rainy, coldish ish day here uh, in the desert. Again, wet and cold. You know, move out to the dry desert and it's fucking raining every day. It's good. Um, shoulders still bother me a bit, but I took some medicine for that today so uh relieve the pain a little bit 
And uh, I did go to my chiropractor. Chiropractor uses this little thing called an activator gun. It's like a little metal piston. And they like tap. It like taps you in specific spots near uh, certain muscles. I think it helps because it, it, it definitely feels better and looser. It's it's not nearly as bad as it was yesterday. Yesterday was pretty terrible. It's a lot of pain. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of pain. Um, but feeling much better in that regard today. Work is a work who gives a shit. I'm not going to talk about that. Um... I ordered, here's the thing you might not be aware it exists. I think I talked about it, but I'm going to say it again anyway. They make USB charging cables. And I want to explicitly note that it is a charging cable. It will not work for transferring data. Charging only. And these cables come with a set of these little magnetic bits and one end of the bit would go into the charging port on your USB device, whether that's Apple mini USB or USB C. So you put one of the little bits in there and then there's like a little flat little disc. It fits pretty flush. I'll show it to you actually, because I have one right now on my phone. It looks just like that. As you can see, it doesn't really protrude much. It's just this tiny little silver disc. <coughs> and then the cable has a little magnet that snaps into that. And you can see there's a little, I know I'm gonna use a word, there's like a little nipple on there. And those two make contact. And then not only can you rotate the device because the magnet is just spins. So you're not putting torque on that port um, but then you can use one cable to charge a variety of devices if they have different ports on the other side, cause it doesn't matter. And so I bought some extra bits for the end of this because, you know, it's just so much easier, so much easier. And then you can just put it by the cable and just click snaps in there and you charge it. And when you're done, you just beep. less wear and tear on the port on your devices. Um, I forgot my little charging power pack thing at the house that I was dog sitting. So I bought another one of those. This one looks like it's even smaller and has some different, uh, different quick charge part. I think I'm going to give it to them because I was at their house. And I'm like, where do you charge your shit? I mean, maybe they took theirs with them, which is possible. But the thing I'm going to tell them, Hey, just like leave that there so the next time I come watch your house, I don't have to bring one. And I know that shit is just there. Cool. Cool. So, uh, got some of those. And then it was like, oh, if you had another $10 to your cart, you can get overnight delivery. So, I bought some insoles for these cowboy boots, which, by the way, these cowboy boots have been the. Other than those tan boots that I bought, Black Cat, and I don't know if they changed the size, but the last pair that I bought didn't fit quite right. But those tan, like, desert boots, is it, like, the best pair of these fucking cowboy boots? It's been, like, the best footwear purchase in ages. They're just amazing. God, now that they're broken in and they're kind of, like, soft, 
That's fucking why I wear them all the time. Can wear them to bed, wear them in the shower. Fucking love it. Fucking comfortable shit. So what's that's what's what what's what about that? Um, but thank you, Black Cat, for uh, saying that I'm feeling better. King Dinosaur stopping by with a howdy, y'all. King Dinosaur. Um, we're gonna read an article today that's pretty shocking. So, yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes I feel like. Shit like this is like a Mobius strip because you read it and you think about it and you go, there's shit like that happening out there. Again, so much of the rest of this stuff is just pointless static noise meant to just make you, you know, a nut. Hazelnut? Amarula nut? I'm a big fan of the Amarula nut because the Amarula nut makes a delicious liqueur. Spectacular, especially in coffee. I wanted to put it over the top of ice cream, but I didn't have any ice cream and I just drank it all. But I think it'd be really good. All right, Black Cat is running to get her tea. And when she comes back, we're going to delve into this uh, rather shocking and explicit story. Which, uh, I have to be honest, I didn't even know existed until, again, uh, one of the people involved was basically like, Oh, I was just a young kid. It was silly billy time. Everything's fine, right, everyone? And they're like, yeah, no. Ron Hell. So, yeah, we're going to get into to reading this article. And then that will set us up nicely, I think, for, uh, I don't necessarily know what I'm doing tomorrow. And then uh, maybe we'll watch Julius Sumner Miller um, hilariously uh, shock himself a little bit with a Van de Graaff generator. I love the way he talks. Meow the Cat is here. The only reason why I know that is because Krista shouted him out. But because he replied with a bunch of his crazy cat emojis, I can't read what he said. Someone seems cold. It is kind of cold. I'm going to probably start sweating, though, because I always do. But um, it's kind of a it's kind of a chilly, dreary, blustery day here. Which is good because I... I was playing some Valheim. I feel like it was it's the perfect weather. Like if I could have just sat and played Valheim all day, I would have been a happy, a happy lad. Okay, black cat's back and spilling her tea all over herself. Uh meow the cat's doing his little stabs. Um don't stab don't stab. Don't stab my viewers, dude. Be nice. Oh yes, Valheim was a good game. That's how so they just released that in the preview program for Xbox. Uh, so I picked that up. I'm going to try that with a buddy. It's kind of giving me some like, not quite ARC vibes, but it's uh, it's like Minecraft with some extra combat and stuff in it. It's really, really beautiful artwork and everything. So, you know, it's been, it's been fun. Um, Krista says to me on the cat, you're beautiful. Purr, purr. It's not lies. 
see, you stabbed one of my viewers. Now you're calling another one of my viewers a liar. I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a tube sock. I'm going to fill it with potatoes. I'm going to come over to Latvia and give you a schnockin. A schnockin on the knoggin. <laughs> but okay, I hope you are settled in. And I hope you are ready for this because I'm telling you, last warning. This is brutal. This is brutal and it's rough. So here we go. The murder of Junko Furuta. Junko Furuta was a Japanese high school student who was abducted, raped, tortured, and then subsequently murdered. Her case was called the Concrete Encased High School Girl Murder Case due to her body being discovered in a concrete drum. The abuse was mainly perpetrated by four male teenagers, Hiroshi Miyano, Joe Ogura, Shinji Minato, and Yasushi Watanabe, over a period of 40 days, from 25th of November 1988 to 4th January 1989. The crime has been described as the worst case of juvenile delinquency in post-war Japan. The perpetrator's sentences ranged from juvenile detention to 20 years in prison. So, you know, the kind of tracks, the 20 years in prison, like I say, the one guy, I think, got out and was basically uh, like, oh, let bygones be bygones. So, yeah, we're going to get into this, the rest of this, because this is just this fucking ridiculous. Furuta was born in Masato, Saitama Prefecture. She lived with her parents, her older brother, and her younger brother. As a teenager, she attended Yashio Minami High School and worked part-time at a plastic molding factory during after-school hours since October 1988. She did this to save up money for a graduation trip that she had planned. Furuta also accepted a job at an electronics retailer where she planned on working after graduation. At high school, Furuta was well-liked by her classmates with grades, uh, high grades and very infrequent absences. She was a popular girl who was considered to be pretty and had dreams of becoming an idol singer. The night she was abducted, Furuta had been looking forward to going home to watch the final episode of the tel television show Tanbo. And so there is a picture of her, just, you know, adorable-looking young girl. Uh, the perpetrators were four teenage boys. Hiroshi Miyano, who's 18, Joe Ogura, who's 17, Shinji Minato, who's 16, and Yasushi Watanabe, who's 17, who are respectively referred to as A, B, C, and D in court documents. At the time of the crime, they used the second floor of Minato's house as a hangout and had as Chimpira previously engaged in crimes, including purse snatching, extortion, and rape. Miyano, the leader of the crime, had a history of problematic behavior since elementary school, such as shoplifting and damaging school property. In April 1986, he enrolled in a private high school in Tokyo, though he dropped out the following year. After this, he continued to commit several crimes that escalated over time. At the time of the crime, he had been living with his girlfriend, the older sister of boy D, Yasushi Watanabe, 
and was working as a tile worker to save up money to marry her. Dissatisfied with the job's low pay, Miano became involved with a gangster and frequently committed sex crimes. This delinquent behavior consequently made his girlfriend lose interest in him and end their relationship. Kidnapping and Abuses On 25th of November 1988, Miyano and Minato wandered around Misato with the intention of robbing and raping local women. At 8.30pm, they spotted Furuta riding her bike home after she had finished a shift at her job. Under Miyano's orders, Minato kicked Furuta off her bike and fled the scene. Miyano, under the pretense of witnessing the attack by coincidence, approached Furuta and offered to walk her home safely. Upon gaining her trust, he raped her in the warehouse and again in a nearby hotel, threatening to kill her. From the hotel, Miyano called Minato and his other friends, Joe and Yasushi, and bragged to them about the rape. Ogura reported, reportedly asked Miyano to keep her in captivity in order to allow numerous people to sexually assault her. The group had a history of gang rape and had recently kidnapped and raped another girl whom they released afterward. Around 3 a.m., Miyano took Furuta to a nearby park where Minato, Ogoro, and Watanabe were waiting. They had learned her home address from a notebook in her backpack and told her they knew where she lived and that Yakuza members would kill her family if she attempted to escape. The four boys overpowered her, took her to a house in the Ayase district of Adachi, and gang-raped her. The house, which was originally owned by Minato's parents, soon became their regular gang hangout. <sighs> On the 27th of November, Fruta's parents contacted the police about her disappearance. To discourage further investigation, the kidnappers forced her to call her mother three times to convince her that she had run away but was safe and staying with some friends. They also forced Furuta to stop the police investigation. When Mano's parents were present, Furuta was forced to act as his girlfriend. They dropped this pretense when it became clear that Minato's parents would not report them to the police. Minato's parents later claimed they did not intervene because they were afraid, as their own son was increasingly violent towards them. On the night of 28 November, Miano invited two other boys, Tetsuo Nakamura and Koichi Ehara, E and F, respectively, to the Minato house. They went to the upstairs room where Junko was sitting, wearing a long sleeve t-shirt and skirt that Miano had stolen from a clothing store a few days prior. They drank cough medicine, pretending it was drugs, and acted high. Furuta tried to run away, screaming in fear, but Miano grabbed her legs and Ahara put a pillow over her face. The parents were awakened and went to check on the scream, to which Minato told them that it was nothing. The group then proceeded to gang-rape Furuta. During this time, she was in a state of unconsciousness, staring at the ceiling without blinking. The group held Furuta captive in the Minato residence for 40 days, where they repeatedly beat, raped, and tortured her. They also invited other men and teenage boys home and encouraged them to take turns raping her. According to the group's statements, the four shaved her pubic hair, forced her to dance to music while naked and masturbate in front of them, and left her on the balcony in the middle of the night with little clothing. They inserted objects into her vagina and anus, including a lit match, a metal rod, and a bottle, and force-fed her large amounts of alcohol, milk, and water. 
She was also forced to smoke multiple cigarettes at once and inhale paint thinner. In one incident, Miana repeatedly burned Furuta's legs and arms with lighter fluid. By the end of December, Furuta was severely malnourished after being fed only small amounts of food and eventually only milk. Due to her severe injuries and infected burns, she became unable to go to the downstairs toilet and became confined to the floor of Bonato's room in a state of extreme weakness. Furuta's appearance was drastically altered from the brutality of the attacks. Her face was so swollen that it was difficult to make out her features. Her body was also severely crippled, giving off a rotting smell that caused the four boys to lose sexual interest in her. As a result, as a result the boys kidnapped and gang-raped a 19-year-old woman who, like Furuta, was on her way home from work. Murder and Investigation on the 4th of January, 1989, after losing a game of Mahjong against another person the night before, Miano decided to take his anger out on Furuta by pouring lighter fluid on her body and setting her on fire. Furuta allegedly made attempts to put out the fire, but gradually became unresponsive. They continued to punch her, ignited a candle, and dripped hot wax on her face, placed two short candles on her eyelids, and forced her to drink her own urine. After she was kicked, she fell into a stereo unit and collapsed into a fit of convulsions. Since she was bleeding profusely and pus was emerging from her infected burns, the boys covered their hands in plastic bags. They continued to beat her and dropped an iron exercise ball onto her stomach several times. The attack reportedly lasted two hours. Furuta eventually succumbed to her wounds and died. Less than 24 hours after her death, Minato's brother called to tell him that Furuta appeared to be dead. Afraid of being penalized for murder, the group wrapped her body in blankets and shoved her into a travel bag. They then put her body in a 55 U.S. gallon drum and filled it with wet concrete. Around 8 p.m., they loaded it and eventually disposed of the drum in a cement truck in Koto, Tokyo. During her captivity, Furuta had mentioned to her captor several times that she regretted not being able to watch the final episode of Tanbo. Miano found the videotape of the episode and placed it in the travel bag. As he later explained, it was not because he pitied Furuta, but because he did not want her to return as a ghost and haunt him. I mean, Reverend Master, there's no atrocities have been committed everywhere. It's, I don't really want to go too much into that. On the 23rd of January, 1989, Miano and Ogura were arrested for the gang rape of the 19-year-old girl whom they had kidnapped in December. On the 29th of March, two police officers came to interrogate them as women's underwear had been found at their addresses. During the interrogation, Miano believed that one of the officers was aware of his culpability in Furuta's murder. Thinking that Joe Ogura had confessed to the crimes, Miano told the police where to find Furuta's body. The police were initially puzzled by the confession as they had been referring to the murder of a different woman and her seven-year-old son that had occurred nine days prior to Furuta's abduction, a case which remains unsolved. The police found the drum containing Furuta's body the following day. She was identified via fingerprints. 
On April 1st, 1989, Ogura was arrested for separate sexual assault and subsequently rearrested for Furuta's murder. The arrest of Watanabe, Minato, and Minato's brother followed. Several other accomplices who participated in abusing and raping Furuta were officially identified, including Tetsuo Nakamura and Koichi Ihara, who were charged with rape after their DNA was found on and inside the victim's body. Ooh. Podcast folks, I, I know it's rough. No, you know what? Oh, I'm not going to take a break with this. I'm not doing an ad fucking thing or none of this. This is just sucking. The identities of the defendants were sealed by the court as they were all juveniles at the time of the crime. Journalists from the Shuken Bunshun magazine uncovered their, identify, or their identities and published them on the grounds that given the severity of the crime, the accused did not deserve to have their right to anonymity upheld. All four defendants pled guilty to committing bodily injury that resulted in death rather than murder. In July 1990, lower court sentenced Hiroshi Miyano, the leader of the crime, to 17 years in prison. He appealed his sentence, but Tokyo High Court Judge Ryuji Yanase sentenced him to additional three years in prison. The 20-year sentence is the second longest sentence given in Japan before life. He was 18 years old at the time of Furuta's murder. After his release, Minato moved in with his brother. However, in 2018, Minato was arrested again for attempted murder after beating a 32-year-old man with a metal rod and slashing his throat with a knife. God, what a piece of shit. Yasushi Watanabe, who was originally sentenced to three to four years in prison, received an upgraded sentence of five to seven. He was 17 at the time. For his role in the crime, Joe Ogura served eight years in juvenile prison before he was released in August of 1999. After his relief or release, he took the family name Kam- Kamisaku when he was adopted by a supporter. He is said to have boasted about his role in the kidnapping, rape, and torture of Furuta. In July 2004, Ogura was arrested for assaulting Takatoshi Sono, an acquaintance he thought his girlfriend may have been involved with. Ogura tracked Sono down, beat him, and shoved him into his truck. Ogura drove Sono from Adachi to his mother's bar in Masato, where he allegedly beat Sono for four hours. During that time, Ogura repeatedly threatened to kill the man, telling him that he'd killed before and knew how to get away with it. He was sentenced to seven years in prison for assaulting Asono and has since been released. Ogura's mother allegedly vandalized Furuta's grave, stating the dead girl had ruined her son's life. I'm going to read that again. Ogura's mother allegedly vandalized Furuta's grave, Stating the dead girl had ruined her son's life. What in the ever-loving fuck? Miano was denied parole in 2004. He was released from prison in 2009. In January of 2013, Miano was rearrested for fraud. Due to insufficient evidence, he was released without charge later that month. Nobuhuro Minato, now Shinji Minato, who originally received a four to six year sentence, was resentenced to five to nine years by the judge upon appeal. He was 16 at the time. Minato's parents and brother were not charged. 
Furuta's parents were dismayed by the sentences received by their daughter's killers and won a civil suit against the parents of Minato in whose home the crimes were committed. Miano's mother reportedly paid Junko Furuta's parents 50 million yen in compensation as ordered by the civil court after settling their family home. Junko Furuta's funeral was held on the 2nd of April, 1989. One of her friend's memorial addresses stated, Jun Chen, welcome back. I have never imagined that we would see you again in this way. You must have been in so much pain, so much suffering. The happy we all made for school festival looked really good on you. We will never forget you. I have heard that the principal has presented you with a graduation certificate. So we graduated together, all of us. Jun Chen, there's no more pain, no more suffering. Please rest in peace. Furuta's intended future employer presented her parents with the uniform she would have worn in the position she had accepted. The uniform was placed in her casket. At her graduation, Furuta's school principal presented her a high school diploma, which was given to her parents. The location near where Furuta's body was discovered has been developed since and is now Wakasu Park. At the time, Japanese people were concerned about a U.S.-influenced epidemic of violent crime, what they called the American disease. At least three books have been written about the crime. An exploitation film about the incident was directed by Katsuya Matsumura in 1995. Eugene Kitagawa, later a member of the music duo Yuzu, played the role of the principal culprit, and Mai Sasaki played the role of Furuta. The case was also the inspiration for the film Concrete in 2004, where Miyano's name was changed to Tatsuo Usugi, portrayed by Japanese former actor Sosuke Takaoka, and Furuta's name was changed into Misaki and is portrayed by Japanese porn actress Miki Komori. Just fucking... And so, and, and so, like, other other than how brutal and awful and terrible this is, I what struck me about that, and again, just made me sit and shake my head, was like, I understand loving your children, but how on earth would you have any sort of she ruined my son's life. She's riding home from work on a bike. And you... <laughs> you know what? His life deserved to be fucking ruined. It's the least of which he fucking deserved. And then, man, like... The other guys get out of there. And they're just... The fucking maniacs. And... Um, you know, when this came up, and again, this guy, this guy was, uh, one of them was like, uh, I think it was on, like, it might've been on Twitter, was on Twitter basically saying something to the effect of, oh, we were just kids. And, you know, and people are like, no, like, they're just getting into trouble when there's kids, but you tortured that girl for like 40 fucking days. You lit her on fucking fire and like you, <laughs> and then of course the subsequent follow-ups and and discussion about that and and i'm not gonna go too much into the p 
politics angle of it, but just that near the end where they're afraid of violence, you know, the, the American violence, you know, infecting Japan, um, Clearly, all across the world, there are people who do just absolute barbaric fucking behavior. And there were no assault rifles used in that case. There were, like, you know, that was a bunch of sick people who just used everyday... And and my God, for 40 days you clearly can't say that that was any sort of just like crime a passion type of thing and and you know i japan being much more of a reserved conservative culture you know even though they have all their crazy anime shit and everything else um you know sort of the behind doors they can be freaks but are generally pretty respectable whatever but um you know my god to to do that to somebody and i would imagine that there was that there was a well you know i I imagine they probably didn't just glaze over the top of it and not say anything about it. But I I get the whole part about it infecting people. But like the more and more and more you see just reported on all this stuff. And I'm not saying you want it to go unnoticed. And that as Black Cat said, such brutality needs to be punished, of course. It just makes me go, why would you fucking let those people out? Why'd you let him out of there? And, and, uh, you know, maybe fool me once, shame on me, but like, then the second guy gets out and he's committing more crimes and they let him out again. And he's go, my God, I like, you know, I don't want to say if you don't believe in evil, but, uh, you know, there's no, there's no indication, at least from, and, and I tell you what, I'm going to put the, just so if the rest of you uh, wish to, for whatever reason, do your own uh, reading on this. But, you know, if you follow down a lot of the rest of the, the links and stuff in here, it, it, isn't, um, it, it isn't from what I can tell uh, any sort of... Um, you know, like a systemic family abuse or any of the rest of that. It was just, man, these guys uh, were just troublemakers and violent. And, you know, Black Cat at one point says, yeah, I'll always run, always try to get away. But, um, you know, that poor girl, uh, you know, the threat of the Yakuza and organized crime and everything over there is not necessarily a light threat, especially the time period that it was done in. And so, you know, if you're the parents and you're like, shit, we're pretty much afraid of this kid because he's just a complete maniac. 
Jesus. And like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's clearly, you know, human beings, we get some of us with just fucking wires crossed wrong. You know, King Dinosaur says actual evil. I read something like that and I go, how can you not believe in the existence of just fucking evil? You know, and and to me, it's a little hard for me to say, oh, well, you know, that was like one person who maybe was like sick or whatever, because kind of like invited other people. We, we, it's not like, Hey man, uh, I found some, I found some illegal fireworks. Want to set them off? Okay, cool. Hey man, I, I stole this bottle of liquor from the store. You want to have some drinks and watch shitty horror movies? Yeah, dude. Cool. Hey man, uh, you know, I don't know. I found a key to the lockbox at the arcade. Why don't like, let's, let's fucking play games. You don't have to pay. Hey man, I captured this girl and I have her trapped upstairs and I've been burning her arms and legs and cramming pipes and fucking things and cutting her parts off. You want to go upstairs and rape her? Yeah, dude, sounds like a great time. I mean, one in the ever living shit. <laughs> I hesitate to say just take all of those people and just throw them in a concrete dumb drum and throw it in the fucking ocean. But maybe. Man, I, I read that and I was just like, oh my God. And I had, I had never even heard of that story at all. Um, you know, and, and I don't want to say having some interest in some, like, you know, I know, for example, Boston actress was very interested in unsolved crimes and, and that sort of thing. And um, maybe that's just a, a matter of, you know, being in the United States and the regions and everything they are over here and knowing and for focusing a little bit more on just the bad shit that happens here. Uh, clearly it happens in other countries. And I think it's just slightly, I don't even want to say unfortunate, but uh, we certainly get the spotlight for a lot of it because after I heard that one, I was like, well, y'all still got some doozies over in your neck of the woods. Because apparently there is no geographic boundary on being a complete maniac. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the Eskimos don't, but I guess it's kind of hard to get a news broadcast up in the frozen wastes of Antarctica. Reverend Master heard of it because he had to do an assignment on it and it left him permanently angered uh, towards them because they scapegoat us. I mean, every, I don't want to say everybody, but the United States is easy to pick on. We're, we're easy to pick on. Um, you know, and that's fine. But uh, you know, to me, you, you look at the history of the world and you look at the capability for awful behavior yeah there's no uh there's no there's no there's no limiter on that <laughs> i mean 
Holy shit. So sorry for that uh, rather horrific uh, little tale. But, um, you know, rest in peace, Junko. It was fucking awful. And uh, I can't I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Woof. Cheers, I guess. Yeah, I watch like, I love horror. And, and people are often like, oh, can you watch that stuff? Because it's like, I watched a horror, a horror movie the other day called The Boogans. It was about as good as the title sounds. These guys go into some mine in Colorado and awaken these creepy crawly bugs and creepy crawly bugs start chomping on some local folks and then they blow them up with dynamite at the end and there's some creature effects and whatever. And when I watch stuff like that, I'm like, well, because, because it, it's, it's absurd in the sense that it's critter bugs from, you know, some mine shaft hidden in the earth. And like, it's not, it's like, it's, it's the real shit that's fucking awful. And every time people would be like, oh, yeah, I can't watch that horror crap. And then they turn on the news and they watch the news every night. And I'm like, and you're telling me that I'm more sick than you are? At least the shit I'm watching is just fake and silly creative. The shit that you're watching is the shit that makes people really fucking mentally sick. And that's all I have to say about that. King Dinosaur loves the Boogans. You know, it's got some okay music and stuff in it. It's got some pretty cool set effects. There's one hilarious sequence where guys like crawling out of this mine shaft. But apparently they made the caves in some empty grocery store. And he's just climbing through it and he puts his hands on the wall. The whole wall moves. Like, man, that guy must be strong. He can move this whole rock wall of a mine with his bare hands. He can just push it with his bare hands. The whole mind moves. But I, you know, the, like I say, I, the, the horror stuff like that to me, I just go, yeah, I don't know. How, like, in that sense, how can you, how can you be scared of this shit? It's, you know, it, it's the stories like that to me that just uh, are, are, are true horror. It's, it's us. You know, in that regard, I feel like it probably always has been. It's, man. Psychic or Psycho? Reverend Master doesn't like the 28 Days and Weeks movies because of the psychic zombies. Psychic, Psycho, uh... You know, I didn't, the reason, the reason, like, I watched the first Saw movie, for example, but I never got into a lot of that, um, I will call it the torture porn genre that got uh, its hot sort of uh, moment in the spotlight with 
Therese does and saw, and there's a whole, a whole slew of these movies that, uh, you know, were basically, um, you know, justifying basically long-term torture, uh, you know, whether you're going to say, Oh, it was an insidious trap in there, but I'm like, yeah, but I, I, that's, I don't, that doesn't do anything for me. That's just, uh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Um, so if you're ever like, boy, I wonder when Cigar likes, Cigar likes his shit like The Blob and The Thing and, you know, crazy, weird, supernatural shit like that. You know, watching something where it's basically just a guy inflicting suffering on people and enjoying it, that to me is just, uh, it does nothing for me. That's pretty repugnant in my opinion. Um... And I think part of the reason why it is so repugnant to me is because I know it's real because, uh, they've done it and it's, it's terrible. <clears throat> Black Hat likes the blob, not real evil. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Smucker's jelly and just makes me hungry for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, you're actually using the thing in one of my games right now, Reverend Master says. Yeah, and like, you know, at least that's, uh, but it, but anyway, to, to get it back on track to, you know, the actual case, I, um, I can't, I, again, that's like, it's like incomprehensible to me. Um, I think about a lot of things that people say and do and some of it, I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? But this is just on a level uh, I can't even, I mean, I, I don't, uh, <laughs> I often, I often don't like, I often don't like it when I accidentally like step on somebody's foot, uh, let alone committing 40 days of just absolute fucking just brutality. And, and with no real motive other than just like what, cause they were bored. They were, they were uh, horny. I don't know. I, I just, oof. Did I ever see a tweet you wrote a long time ago? Probably not because I don't tweets go by pretty quick, but uh, black cat says about a murderer. She was in the army with too long to just mention, but that shook her up, man. Write That is a blog post, right? Is a blog post. I'd love to read that. I'd love to read it because again, it, it's just, uh, you know, Recently, again, got some of the, wow, you're terrible for watching these horror movies, and how can you, me, 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 like, because it's a fucking, for the same reason you like watching the superhero shit, because it's not real, and it's a silly escape, and I know it's not real, because, like, again, you don't watch the real terror, yeah, like, watch your fucking local news reports or something, like, did the regular shit perpetrated day in and day out just in fucking Chicago on the street is fucking a hundred times worse than anything portrayed in a fucking 
goofball movie about killer clowns from outer space or, you know, a guy in a William Shatner mask walking around. So anyway, um, also a little bit of a, a little bit of a rest in peace to that poor girl. Um, well, everybody's got all of their own, uh, beliefs and whatever on the matter, but there's a part of me that goes, I certainly hope she, uh, earned some time by the celestial river, uh, enjoying some peace and happiness because man, those guys robbed, fucking robbed her, uh, of, of her life. Just Jesus. So on that happy, uplifting note, let's uh, finish this episode. <clears throat> we will uh, return to regularly scheduled goofball shenanigans tomorrow. Uh, say I don't like to do too many heavy episodes or whatever at once, but... Uh, <laughs> King Dinosaur says, good night, mirrors, folks. Yeah, yeah you, ain't, you ain't kidding. Um, so, yeah, uh, for all of the rest of you out there, stay safe, keep the faith, and all that good shit. And uh, make sure you get yourselves some rest. Um, Reverend Master says, I hope anyone that's left is getting haunted by her so she can truly rest after they're gone. I like how the guy puts the fucking videotape in there because he doesn't want to get haunted by a ghost. Motherfucker, you deserve to be haunted by a ghost. Are you kidding me? The fucking audacity. The fucking audacity. Just. All right. Uh, that's going to do it. I'm not going to raid over to nobody tonight. I think we should all just. Uh, yeah think about happy kitties and puppies and bears circus peanuts and nice things all right um we'll see you all again next time good night